My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Wednesday. Try to help you through this work week and... Well, we will talk about plenty of different things today. Major League Baseball, big conversation piece as we work our way through the beginning month of April. Some storylines that start to emerge in the continued emergence of Eric Thames. As I've told you here throughout these uh, first couple of weeks, one of my favorite stories in baseball. I've absolutely loved this one. And uh, we'll talk more about that as Thames goes deep again last night for the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll get into that. We'll talk a lot of baseball, the Twins back on the right track, and uh, possibly ascending back up the America League Central. Cubs get it done last night. Not the prettiest of ball games. If you like pitcher's duel, though, hey, that's right up the alley for you. We'll talk about that, certainly. College football talk today. We'll talk some Hawkeyes. We'll talk some Cyclones. Get into that as well this afternoon. We've got the NBA playoffs. NHL gets going again tonight with the conference semifinals, so plenty, as always, to talk about here today on a Wednesday. You can join me, as always, at 515-264-1700. would love to hear from you today, 515-264-1700. Throw out some thoughts, some ideas, whatever's rattling around your brain. I always am happy to talk with the people of Des Moines, Central Iowa, and across the state of Iowa here on a Wednesday. Again, 515-264-1700. And you can always get a hold of me on Twitter as well. That's the easiest place to grab me. I'm on there way too much. That's what my wife always tells me. At Trent Condon is where you can find me on Twitter. We'll take you up until 3 o'clock today. We got Pat Hardy stopping by allhawkeyes.com. And we start right there with the first recruit for the 2018 recruiting class for the Iowa Hawkeyes has reneged on that commitment. Mike Bruder, a linebacker from Wisconsin, last night uh, let it be known that he will not be joining the Hawkeyes. A lot of speculation about maybe the reasons for that. Is this uh, a possibility of a guy that found a better spot? Is it maybe a guy that... I offered a little bit earlier. Uh, we will see on that. We'll get the thoughts of Pat Hardy coming up on that. What he saw on Friday night out of Kinnick Stadium with the spring game. Some thoughts on that. We'll get ready for the offseason uh, coming up. Always plenty to talk to with Pat Hardy. That'll come your way at about 12.25. 1 o'clock, Zubin Mahente will be here from ESPN. And boy, what a uh, a difficult day. And I understand for people, for many of you out there, when it comes to sports, it is, it's a break. It's a relief. It's a respite. It's getting away from everyday life. The mundane, the wa- the wife and kids at home, the boss at work yelling at you. Sports, it's a relief. It's a break. And for me, it is a job. So it is different. And I... Thank my lucky stars every single day 
that I get to do this for a living. It is something that I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. I remember sitting out in front of our house, 1987, Twins win the World Series. I got a tape recorder. You remember those things? The old school tape recorder. They got to put in an actual cassette tape. I'd sit there. I'd relive the Grand Slam from Kent Herbeck. I'd be up there batting left-handed, try to hit the ball, hit the wiffle ball up, slamming it out to the outfield, reliving the final play of the World Series, and I'd be broadcasting it as I'm doing it. This is what I've always wanted to do. I wanted to be in sports, talking about sports in some fashion. I love this. I love this job. And for people that haven't seen today, this has been long speculated about that ESPN. And when you talk sports anymore, even though ESPN maybe is not the behemoth that it once was, it still starts with ESPN. Massive cuts happening today. Now, this has been talked about for quite a while for people that foul sports media in any capacity, be a Richard Deitch from Sports Illustrated who does a great job. He has a uh, podcast that I am a religious listener to. Love hearing what he has to say about the inside world. Maybe it's because of the business that I'm in. It is more entertaining, but I think sports fans in general kind of have the same kind of thing. We knew this was going to happen. But I read another article yesterday with Michael McCarthy, who for a long time was with uh, USA Today. He had the medium column there. Now writing over at the Sporting News. And seeing the impact that this is going to have. A couple years ago when they laid off 300 employees, you know, Howard Schwab, the Stump the Schwab guy, he was one of them. But outside of that, there weren't many names that people knew. It was behind the scenes. In any realm of work, people deal with layoffs. They happen. And the frustrating thing when layoffs do happen is that for a lot of times it is people that, not that they're not doing a good job, that the company needs to find a way to cut corners. Sometimes it's people that are expensive, that do good work. But when you're looking at a bottom line, those are the people that are apt to be cut. And what's happening today at ESPN, it's just, it's mind-boggling. We were told this. We were told these things are going to happen. Some great people that we've had on this very program, people that I consider friends in the business, lose their job. From big national names that you know, it's college sports here. That's what this market is about, is college sports. And when you see Brett McMurphy, who we've had on the program before, he breaks college football stories all the time. This guy is an excellent reporter. Some of the best of the best. Dana O'Neill, same thing. I've had Dana on the program a couple of different times. I've talked to her, I'd say, three or four times over the last eight years. A wonderful reporter. Storytelling at an unbelievable level. Gone. Laid off. A couple of Big Ten guys who we've had on before. Jesse Temple, Austin Ward, cover the Big Ten for ESPN.com. They're gone. Jim Bowden. Jim Bowden. They lost today five. Already five. And these are just the names that have come out to this point. People that vote for the Hall of Fame in baseball, we're talking about high-level reporters. And the one that really hit me the closest was Eamon Brennan. 
I mean, I've known Eamon now for a number of years. Guy that grew up here in the state of Iowa. Went to Indiana. Has done a very good job as a young guy in the profession. He's gone. Just like that. And the biggest name probably to come down to this point is Ed Werder. I mean, we've all seen Ed Werder. Let's go to Dallas. Here's Ed Werder. Let's go to Philly. Here's Ed Werder. Gone. Laid off. And that's not all. There's a lot more happening here. Hockey writers have been cut at a high level. A couple of NFL guys have been gone. The Hollywood Reporter is uh, reporting today that Carl Ravitch, Ryan Rossillo, Hannah Storm will see their roles significantly reduced. It's an impact. And it just shows you, yeah, this is the playground of life, sports. But the impact it has to these guys, to these ladies, to their families, it hurts. And the most disappointing aspect out there, and we have fun with ESPN, you call it the four-letter network and these kind of things, and you know, the back and forth, the debate shows, you don't have to like them, and Stephen A. Smith and characters like that, Skip Bayless's and Colin Cowherd's before they made the jump to Fox, those kind of people. But these are not the people we're talking about losing here. For the most part, we're talking about real reporters, people that bring real information. And for me, it's concerning. It's incredibly concerning. Because I see the landscape that continues to change as it pertains to sports broadcasting and reporting. And when people like this are expendable to a network like ESPN, well, they continue to pay millions of dollars to people to shout at each other. Yeah, I'll holler at Jimmy B. That's when he's being a goober. I got it, right? That's not what I like. I don't like fake debate. I don't think you guys like that either. But it seems like that's the direction we're going. That's scary for me. You're never going to find me manufactured takes. I'm not going to sit here and throw out wild ideas and crazy accusations and theories that have no basis. I think you guys and ladies out there listening are too smart for that. And I think you deserve better than that. This is a great market. I continue to say that. I've talked to many people in the industry. I've talked to many different people about a myriad of different things. And one thing I continue to talk about, and I've been asked, hey, have you ever thought about leaving? I've thought about it. But I'm not really real quick to jump. You know why? This market's unbelievable. First of all, I get to talk about my favorite things. And that is Iowa and Iowa State and the rivalry in college sports in general. That's where it starts for me. I've told you before, I love college basketball. It's my favorite sport. Go to pro market, get swallowed up. Let's say somebody loses their mind in Minneapolis. You guys know I'm a Twins fan, Wild, T-Wolves. I like the Bears, but let's just say, all right, get a call. All right, Trent, we're going to bring you on. Uh, We're going to give you a midnight to 2 a.m. shift because you're not very good. Okay, that, that probably makes a little bit more sense. Let's say they do that, though. It would crush me, though. That I'd have to sit up there in the middle of summer, talk crappy Twins baseball, break down the Vikings 365, and anytime I want to talk about the Gophers or college sports, it's a tune-out up there. That'd be devastating. This market, I love. 
for the importance of college sports, what matters here. You sprinkle in the professional sports. You're not inundated with just one team. You can talk Vikings, Packers, Bears, Chiefs. You can hit all those along with the national stories. In baseball, you can talk Cubs. You can talk Royals when they're good. You can jump into the Cardinals. You can get into the Twins when they're good. You can do all these different things. We can talk about Eric Thames and the Milwaukee Brewers. It is a great market. A great market. But back to where we started, ESPN. There's going to be more names. There's going to be more. And tough to see for somebody inside this. We got Zubin Mahente stopping by today at 1 o'clock, scheduled to stop by at 1 o'clock. We will uh, we'll see what Zubin, if he wants to open up at all about that. If not, we completely understand it. But we'll run it by Zubin, see if, uh, if he's got some thoughts. Uh, you, you read the reports out there from John Oran, Michael McCarthy, Richard Deitch, just the mood in Bristol today. Devastating. It's the only word you can use. Absolutely devastating. And I get, yes, people lose their jobs all the time. It happens. It is a daily occurrence. But this one, at least for me, it does feel different. Tough to take. And uh, certainly thinking about all the people that we know, the people we've had on the show, and everybody that lost their job today at ESPN. 264-1700. We will try to brighten things up here a little bit. Apologies for that one. Went down a dark road. We'll try to bring you back a little bit. Let's do it with some highlights as we go back to last night in case you missed it. It's presented each and every day by our friends at Wolf Construction Roofing. It's chilly outside. Rain had on and off. You see that leaky roof? Got to get it fixed. Maybe you're holding off, getting through the winter. Springtime is here. Get the job done and get it done right with Wolf Construction Roofing. Let's kick things off. And let's go to Pittsburgh last night. Kyle Hendricks had been off to a terrible start. Luckily for the Cubs, he came out and pitched incredibly well last night. A few highlights from WGN. Professor Kyle Hendricks. Sluggish start for Kyle. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Zobrist. In a shallow right, and it'll be Hayward behind him. Hendricks shutting him out through five. Call strike three. Swing and a miss. Six scoreless innings, three strikeouts in the game, and the victory for the Cubs. They had to get on the board, and they did it via an error. Here's Jason Hayward with the chopper to score the lone run of the game. Cole can't get it, but Hanson will, and he throws it away. Here comes Russell. He will score, and the Pirates' defense, as you mentioned, J.D., really struggling to start the year, and the Cubs take advantage. It's 1-0. 1-0. It continued all the way to the ninth inning. Here we go. Wade Davis, boy, for the concerns of some of the other parts of the bullpen, there is no concerns in the back end. Another ball pretty well hit. Almora, though, is there. Cubs win. Wade Davis, his reaction was kind of that he didn't enjoy that inning very much because they made really hard contact, but you'd rather have that than three bloop hits. And the Cubs hang on one nothing. <laughs> Fifth save of the year for Wade Davis as the Cubs win it one nothing. The star of baseball, the star of April, Eric Thames. Home run number 11. Here's a call from Fox Sports Wisconsin 
And then right afterwards, we go to the radio call with Bob Uecker. 10 home runs. That leads the National League. He has homered seven times against the Reds. That would have him tied for the lead in home runs. Strike pitch to Thames and a fly ball. He's back into right field. Shevler going back at the wall. Going again. Eric Thames again. The story continues. Now the pitch. Swing in a drive in the right. Deep. Way back. Get up. Get out of here. Go. That is now eight home runs. He set off the Reds in this seasonal series, and now they're turning it into a good old-fashioned butt-whipping. It's nine to nothing. <laughs> Number 11. <laughs> a good old-fashioned butt-whipping as the Brewers win yet again. Eric Thames with 11 home runs on the year, eight of them against the Reds. If he had only played the Reds this year, he'd still have the Major League lead in home runs. Let's go to Texas next. The Twins in town win game one of the series 3-2. Try to get the win of the series with still one more game to go. We start early on with a little defense. Miguel Sano. For some reason, the Twins a year ago thought it would be a good idea to put a 275-pound, 23-year-old man in the outfield. As anticipated, it was a disaster. He is back at third base. An unbelievable play to retire the speedy Carlos Gomez. But they're... Team batting average is very low. There's a bunt up the line. Sano, bare hands, rifles his throw, got him. Wow. My goodness, what a play by Miguel Sano. I don't know if they're going to look at this yet. Jeff Bannister asking to hold on a second. Miguel Sano, he was unbelievable all over the place defensively, but it wasn't just that. Oh, no. You guys know he can do it with the bat as well for the Twinkies. Napoli, so... Uh, very agile. But he's in the lineup because of his power. My goodness. We're just talking about Napoli, and he does not get cheated. Sano does not get cheated. His fifth home run of the year gives the Twins a 2-0 lead. That was a blast. We've only uh... Well, with the offense of the Twins, really hasn't been a concern. It's been the pitching people who are wondering about one of the young superstars for the Twins, Miguel Sano, after an injury-plagued year and the defensive changes we talked about a year ago, he looks to be on the right track. The other young superstar, Byron Buxton, a great September a year ago. This season is not going according to plan. Two nights ago, started to pick up a couple of walks, looking more comfortable at the plate. Last night, broke out a little bit, including this RBI. With all these base runners, may have... Uh... Hit some uneven ground. Here's a ball hit to right center field by Buxton. And another run will score. Still nobody out in the inning. Going the other way. Looking good on that one. Byron Buxton with an RBI single. A couple hits last night in the Twins' victory. We roll from there. Let's go next to the Royals and the White Sox. Rough outing for Danny Duffy. And coming up, Garcia for the White Sox with a second RBI. Leary Garcia in the air, left of center. Kane has no play. The Sox take the lead. Garcia is having a mammoth series, and the Sox are up 3-2. White Sox back above 500. The Royals' woes continue. We finish up in St. Louis around the Midwest baseball scene. Defense, shaky defense out of the Cardinals. 
not good as they give up a tie game in extra innings with a throwaway. Space running and errors cost them a couple of games. Sharply hit. Diaz, the shortstop, makes a nice play. And it's off the glove. Here comes Stroman. He's going to score. We just talked about three errors, and Stroman scores the go-ahead run. And that's probably... It holds up a 6-5 win in extras last night for the Blue Jays over the Cardinals. That was, in case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing, a runaround baseball Got some more NBA to get into a little bit later on. Houston closes out Oklahoma City. A 10-0 run late wins it for the Spurs over Memphis in Game 5 of that series. And Utah on the road behind Joe Johnson late. They win it against the Clippers to take a 3-2 series lead. A lot more talk on that a little bit later on. Coming up next, we talk Hawkeyes. Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. He joins us as we roll through here from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Papa John's. Trans Papa Logistics is hiring Class A drivers for our location in Des Moines, Iowa to deliver to our restaurants. We service regional routes with quality home time and top pay for the industry. Papa John's offers a full benefits package and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. We require at least two years of Class A driving experience. Join the Papa John's team today as a company driver. Call 844-378-7272 or apply to our website, papajohns.com slash careers. Papa John's is an equal opportunity employer. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Kraft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non return on their fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back once again. TC running solo here. Jimmy B expected back. Uh, if not uh, Friday, we'll probably see him here on Monday. You know, Jimmy B always taking that vacation time, doing like he's supposed to do. That's good work out of Jimmy B. We're going to bring in Pat Hardy right now. Plenty to talk to on the Iowa Hawkeyes. AllHawkeyes.com is where you can find all the work of Pat and his great group over there. What's happening this afternoon, Pat? How you guys doing? Not much. Kind of the calm after spring football. Yeah, yeah. Things uh, calming down a little bit. We uh, have plenty to get into. Want to get some of your thoughts on that one. But, uh, Pat, as a longtime member of the sports media uh, membership throughout uh, the years in the state of Iowa, uh, have you been seeing what's going on today at ESPN with all the layoffs? I have not. With all the what now? Uh, layoffs. They've been laying off uh, oh. an incredible number of people. Eamon Brennan from ESPN.com, uh, Dana O'Neill, Brett McMurphy, a lot of college people involved, Ed Werder on the uh, TV side of things. So, yeah, huge number there. And, you know, sports, it's a lot of fun to do when you get a chance to do it, but there's also the reality it is a business as well. Oh, and I've been through that. I mm-hmm. went through that. Same thing with Gannett three years ago. It sounds like ESPN's going through the same thing, whereas I think with ESPN, with Gannett, it's just a matter of trying to have the bottom line meet a certain number so they can keep their shareholders happy, so they would just cut payroll. I think with ESPN, they sign people to way too big of contracts, they pay too much for sporting events, and they're losing subscribers. So it's just been a perfect storm. Did you say Brett McMurphy lost his job? Yeah, yeah, a great reporter. And you said Ed Werder, too? Ed Werder, yeah. And there, there's some bigger names in there. Ryan Rossillo and Danny Cannell, uh, both of them have been let go. Hannah Storm, she's going to be in a reduced role. 
Uh, what was the other big one out there? Uh, uh, I know Mike and Mike's being split up. Kolick's gone, yeah. isn't he? Yep. Uh, John Bucci-Gras going to be gone. Carl Ravitch, who seemingly has been there forever, it seems like, at least to my mind. Uh, he's going to be in a reduced role as well. It's it's big time happening at ESPN. Well, it's the digital age, and every day is kind of a new day. We're kind of still kind of going into uncharted territory with this stuff. And what's going to be interesting is to see where these people land. I think you're going to see start seeing a lot more individual websites and just people kind of doing stuff on their own, kind of like what I'm trying to do. And that'll bring more competition. And but I mean. That's really about the only option now. We've got to figure out ways to adjust to the Internet and this digital world, and that's what we're still doing that every day now. We still learn, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. even the consumer, I think, is not for sure what to expect right now with this digital age of journalism. So it's, it's unfortunate when you see people lose their jobs, but as a former Gannett employee, I've been going through this for 10 years. I mean, I, I had people losing their job back in 08 and 09. We used to, I think I took six or seven furloughs when I worked at the Press Citizen. Yeah. And that was all just to meet the bottom line. It's a crazy industry, and uh, I'm on the radio side of things, Pat. You know a little bit about radio, too, and uh, you just never know. You never know what, what's going to come next, and with the big corporate entities, it still comes down to the bottom line. It doesn't matter a lot of times how good of a job you do. Uh, when uh, t- people change, you have to change with it. You have to adapt or die, right? Yeah, and with my situation at the PC, I was making – not great money by anyone's standards, but by the PC standards, I was making too much money, and they just they had to do something. And the only way they could keep the register mostly intact was by gutting the press citizen and changing the basically the whole way the paper operates. And that's kind of where we're at right now. But I don't see things getting any better for newspapers right now. No. What do you think the future is? You know, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, the business incredibly well. I've always wondered this. As a newspaper guy, we've seen a lot of uh, of the big newspapers and big cities go to, you know, three times a week, maybe twice weekly, and then a, a weekend edition, things like that. Could, do you see that happening in the foreseeable future for the Register? Possibly. I mean, the Press Citizen is already, they don't have a Sunday paper anymore. They got rid of their Sunday paper. Hmm. And when I first got there, we, they didn't have a Sunday paper, and they were a PM paper. They added the Sunday paper, but that's gone. I think what you're going to start seeing is papers like the Press Citizen go strictly online. I mean, Ann Arbor News did that six or seven years ago. You eliminate the paper product. Granted, you're eliminating a big part of what identifies a newspaper, but you're also eliminating a major expense and a major deadline obstacle and what have you. I think that's the next step for some of these newspapers is just get rid of their paper product. Oh, it's a, it's a difficult time. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we're here to talk about some uh, brighter things, Pat, and we'll get into that right now. Uh, let's talk about the Hawkeyes, and since we're going to talk brighter, let's start on the defensive side of the ball as opposed to the offensive side of the ball, what you saw on Friday night. I know what I expected. I mean, the defense has a chance to be pretty good. I mean, you're concerned about the secondary, of course. You're concerned about defensive tackle, but I think they have enough strength at defensive end and linebacker well, they're going to have a solid front seven, and anytime Iowa can have a solid front seven, that gives them a chance. That gives them a chance to keep the game close. I was impressed with like a couple of the young linebackers. I mean, Christian Welch, the kid from Wisconsin, stood out to me. His size, I was very, just was impressed with his aggressiveness. But the big thing though is what they're going to get from the secondary. I just don't know what to expect right now. It's a completely revamped secondary, and if teams can't run on Iowa. Will they be able to throw? I don't know. Right now, there's just no way to really judge the secondary because not enough of them 
have done anything in crunch time other than Miles Taylor. And let's face it, Miles, yes, he got hurt at the end of last year, but Anthony Gare beat him out by the by the bowl game. I think Miles probably could have played, but Anthony Gare was the choice, and now he's gone. You know, mm-hmm. so Josh Jackson's the only one from that bowl game who started, and he didn't play a whole lot last year. So I think with defense, there's a lot to like, but there's also a couple trouble spots. You know, defensive tackle, the defensive line depth certainly appears to be there, and and it looks like this team might have a little bit more depth of that front seven than they normally do. You mentioned a couple of those young guys. I thought Welch looked pretty good out there. Hooker did some good things as uh, backing up both the safety positions. More depth than maybe we're used to at this point for an Iowa defense? Yeah, and I think what needs to happen, guys like Romeo McKnight, Brandon Simon, some of these young guys need to emerge and say, hey, you can depend on us to play in spot duty too. But they need someone like Cedric Lattimore, come in, and I'm not saying he's going to pick up where Jaleel Johnson left off. That's unrealistic to think that. But he can't come in and be a weakness. He has to come in and at least hold his own. Because Bazada, with Bazada, you know what to expect. He's not great, but he's solid. When he's healthy, he's solid. They just have to avoid that defensive tackle position, one of them becoming a weakness. And that's the challenge for Cedric Lattimore. It doesn't have to be Jaleel Johnson, but he has to be pretty good still. Well, we started on a positive note over on the other side offensively, Pat. Uh, quarterback position. I, I thought Uyghurs was far and away the better quarterback of the two that I saw on Friday night. Your takeaway at quarterback. Yeah, and you're talking about a guy who threw, a two, threw two interceptions, including a pick six. But, yes, I thought there were times when Uyghurs made some bad reads, but we're not sure what route the receiver was running. My biggest concern with Stanley is he just showed no accuracy and no touch. I mean, he'd throw a five-yard down and out as hard as he would throw a pass downfield. He just, he just seems to have some real touch and accuracy issues. At least he did on Friday. So. I wasn't that impressed with either one, and let's face it, the receivers are throwing to right now are in shambles. I mean, yeah, there's concerns. They're going to be able to run the ball, but it's hard for Iowa to win just running the ball. they got to be somewhat balanced, and right now when I look at that receiver core, I mean, the tight ends are optimistic. You can be optimistic, but let's face it, the tight ends really haven't done much either. they got eight of them right now, but mm-hmm. most of them are unproven. They haven't done anything, and right now receivers are a mess. Yeah. I mean, if they don't get Matt Vandenberg back, they're going to have problems. Tell me about Matt Vandenberg with the second injury. I know we talked about it at the beginning. I, I feel like I'm one of the few people that is a little bit more concerned than most everybody else out there. You're talking about two foot surgeries, a guy that very much requires to be able to be incredibly precise. And what happens here if he's lost a half step? What happens if he's not quite as tight in those routes, those kind of things? I think it's going to be a big impact for Vandenberg, and, and there's no sure thing that he's going to be back 100% what we saw last year. No, I share those same concerns. He re-injured the same foot. He had completely healed, according to the coaches. And this is no knock on Matt Vandenberg, but even healthy, he's not a major game-breaking stretch-the-field receiver. He's a very solid receiver with great hands, but you're not going to, Matt's not going to blow people away with his quickness of the line of scrimmage and what have you. So, yeah, it's a concern. And Jermaine Smith is obviously a concern, too. He's halfway through his college career. He still needs to have academic messages sent to him. And let's face it, Jermaine dropped a few balls last year. He was, at best, an average receiver last year. So, yeah, I mean, they need at least one or two of these freshmen to come in and play this year because I just don't think you want four or five of your top receivers to be walk-ons. Nothing against walk-ons, but there's a reason they're walk-ons. And mm-hmm. right now, walk-ons are pretty much dominating the depth chart at receiver so much of it's up there, but I'm with you, though. I just When you start re-injuring puts, that's a problem. So you mentioned tight end. Uh, Noah Font looked pretty good out there catching the ball. 
He looks like he has added a little bit of weight, still has a ways to go, missed a couple of blocks out there. But at the very least, he was a, a willing participant when he was out there blocking. Maybe couldn't say that a year ago. Oh, and he can definitely stretch the field. Noah Fant is the kind of tight end, kind of in that George Kittle mold, mm -hmm. where I think what you're seeing with Iowa's tight ends, too, each, they're all different in their own way, but you're seeing you can divide them with blocking tight ends, pass-catching tight ends. I think with Noah Fant, when he's in there with Peter Pekar, I think you can see the roles they're going to play, but the problem is defenses know that, too. Yes. So I'm hoping there's some times this year where a fan's in there with Pekar that they throw to Pekar because you can't just be that predictable if your personnel's not that much better than the opponent. So they've got a lot of options at tight end. It'll be interesting to see how Drew Cook fits into this thing. To me, Drew Cook is more of a pass-catching tight end, but I don't really know what I'm basing that on because I've never really seen him do it, but I know he's never blocked before. So it's going to be interesting to see how they keep these tight ends engaged and interested because they got a lot of them, and then meanwhile they don't hardly have any. They have eight tight ends right now, and then they have um, two receivers on scholarship right now that are healthy. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. Only in Iowa football would uh, things like that be happening. We're talking with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com, with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Uh, that tight end position looks incredibly deep. Offensive line, uh, did you see anything depth-wise that jumped out to you, a name or two that you thought looked pretty good? We know the starting five. That appears to be uh, pretty solid in Penn right now and, and a very good run-blocking offensive line. Any backups jump out to you? I mean, the Paulson, one, one of the Paulsons who played at the end of last year, I think it's Levi, you can see him starting to come. I watched Alaric Jackson. I really love his potential at one of the tackle positions. You're hoping he doesn't have to get pressed into duty this year. It'd be nice if he can spend a year kind of playing behind Betker and Boone Myers and learning that stuff. But I think you can see the pieces for a good, good future. I'm not worried about the offensive line at all. I think they have a chance to be really good. They can stay healthy. But I think they've got seven or eight guys that can fit in there. And um, Kirk Ferentz mentioned Ross Reynolds, a kid from right down there. And Waukee said he really made some strides this um, spring, and he's either in his, going into his third or fourth year. So a guy like that, I mean, he's young in some ways, but he's really not. He's been out of high school for a while. He's 20, 21 years old. He's ready, and I think that's what you're seeing at the offensive line. They're, they've got such good depth there now. Guys are just having to kind of bide their time, and when they get ready to play, if they're a fourth-year junior or something, to me, that's Iowa football at its best. Well, let's jump over and talk a little recruiting, some news that comes out yesterday evening. Uh, the first commitment, in fact, of the 2018 cycle for the Hawkeye football team, Mike Bruner, has uh, announced that he is reopening his uh, his look around college football. What have you been able to ascertain out of that, Pat? Not much, because the kid's not answering questions or doing interviews. I mean, it makes me wonder if he's been told that there's maybe a Wisconsin offer coming. And I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to know. He said all the right things about Iowa in his statement, but all these kids do that now and they do these deep. I think it's funny now. Kids have decommitment statements prepared just like they do when they commit. I mean, it's just that shows you what has happened. I don't know what it comes down to, what he's heard from Iowa, if it's if Iowa is, if something's changed on their front. But it does. The first thing I wondered is if somebody's told him, hey, the Badgers are going to offer. And because they haven't offered to this, at this point, from what I can tell, and maybe that was it. I, but it's hard to say. I mean, it's so hard to get in the heads of these kids, Trent. I mean, they're, I mean, he was the first one to commit. But if you look at some of Iowa's first commitments over the years, they don't keep a lot of them. Hirschbacker, David Kenny, yeah. they leave. I mean, some of these guys, I think maybe, like this kid said, he made a decision too quickly. He didn't give himself a chance to sort through things. 
that very well could be the case, but usually something happens to make them think that way. I don't know what it is. Mm, very very interesting. Uh, what is going to be, it looks like this is going to be a smaller football class this year. I mean, are we talking mid-teens, something like that? We always hear that, and it always ends up being in the 20s. That's, you notice that true. one? Yeah, yeah. Rarely do they get below 20. I did a story yesterday. I talked to Tom Lemon. He says this is as good a year as he can remember for wide receivers in his 30-some years of doing this. He said they're all over the place. To me, they need more. I mean, I know they got four coming in, but they need more wide receivers. They got offers out to like 13 of them right now all over the country. They need to bolster the perimeter part of this football team. The skill wide receiver, they need that, and this is a good year. Lemming said there's cases where they he thinks Iowa should be able to get a kid who maybe would be the fourth or fifth receiver at USC or Florida, come up to Iowa, you've got an opportunity to be one or two and star. And that's what I think it'll be interesting to see how many receivers they get in this class. Oh, good stuff there. Over on the basketball front, uh, the open evaluation period is happening, and Iowa looking at a couple of point guards in the 2019 class. What can you tell us about that, a kid from up in Minneapolis and another one from over in Ohio? I believe the Minneapolis, were they the first one to offer the kid from Minneapolis? Yes, yeah. That doesn't hurt. I mean, they got in on him early. I've seen his tape. He's quick. He can use he can use both hands, which obviously if you're getting an offer as a sophomore, you're, you're, you're able to do stuff like that. To me, it's not going to be easy, though. The kid from Ohio is another one. I know Tyler Devine is talking to him this afternoon for a story. Four-star point guard offered by Iowa as a sophomore. That kid's going to have tons of offers. I would think they'd have a better chance of maybe getting a kid out of Minnesota than Ohio, wouldn't you? Because yeah. it's just it's going to be tough to get either one, but he's in on them early, so you never know. That's what I like about Fran. If Fran likes a kid and he wants to offer, boom, he doesn't hesitate. And I think with Iowa, sometimes being early will help them. It helps with Tyler Cook. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it might be a little bit different, though. In normal years, absolutely, I'd agree with you. But, you know, with what's happening at Ohio State, that mod on the hot seat, and Oh, no, you're right. Little Ricky up there at Minnesota. I mean, if both home state schools would offer Francis the kid from Ohio and uh, Travis the kid from Minnesota, maybe this would be the one time it actually would be easier to get the kid out of Ohio. Especially from Ohio State's perspective. When I said Mm -hmm. that, I wasn't really thinking. I was thinking more schools like Michigan. Right. I mean, Ohio is just, look, Ohio is, and Indiana, Ohio is recruited by so many different schools. And now with Archie Miller and Indiana, it'll be interesting because, if Fran's offering this kid this early, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And other schools are in on him. So, but nobody ever said getting good players is going to be easy. I mean, the better they are, the harder it is. But Fran is getting in on him early, and that's really all he can do at this stage. Finally, uh, with uh, basketball recruiting, the continued questions surrounding what's next with Connor McCaffrey? What's the latest? Well, the latest is pretty much the same thing we keep hearing. He's going to go and try to do both this first year. My guess is he'll redshirt in basketball and then be able to give baseball more attention this first year. And I think after maybe two years, Connor will ultimately choose between one of them, realizing that it's really hard to give baseball a full effort if he's going to keep playing basketball. My prediction is eventually he does just baseball, but I'm just basing that on a gut feeling. I just don't see he's never going to be able to get baseball a legitimate effort if he's playing basketball because the season will be half over by the time he's available. So he's got some decisions to make. I, I, he's a walk-on for basketball, so that's easy. I just think the first year he walks, he redshirts in basketball and plays in baseball, and then after that I think he decides he'll have to make a decision. I just 
don't see him doing both sports for four years. I just don't see it happening. Well, and the thing that makes this so odd, I mean, this is a kid that is nationally regarded as a top 150 player. You don't normally see guys like that red shirt. What else is there to it? I've heard maybe some speculation that if he would decide to stay with basketball, then it'd give him an extra year to play with his brother at Iowa with Patrick if he does take a redshirt year. No, there's always that. There's, I mean, you could go back and forth on this. I just think that Connor's got more upside in baseball, and I think he yeah. takes that too. I don't, I don't want to get into his head, but just from talking to Fran, I think Fran feels that Connor's got a lot of upside in both sports, of course, but I mean, his skills for baseball, to me, are a little more rare than his skills are for basketball. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's going to be a tough, but it's, I mean, a lot of kids would love to be in this position, to have to choose yeah. between baseball and basketball eventually at a Big Ten school. Like I said, I think he'll give it a shot both early, but I just don't see how he's going to be able to do both, just because of the way the sports overlap. Yeah, the only choices I was making going into college is if I was going to try to get somebody to buy me some Natty Lighter if it was going to be MGD. So a uh, little better choices for Connor McCaffrey than what I had. Your calls are similar to my experience, Kevin. <laughs> Fat, as always, good catching up with you. We'll talk here again in a couple weeks. All right. See you later, Kevin. Have a good one. You Bye. too. That's Fat Hardy on the Draft House 50 hotline. AllHawkeyes.com. Keep you up to date on everything recruiting as that continues to heat up. And Fran McCaffrey out there pounding the pavement looking for some new stars to go along with a couple of guys he already has committed here from the state of Iowa. Of course, next year's class bringing in uh, from down South, uh, the incredibly dynamic player in Joe Weisskamp, and then his son Patrick afterwards, though he's still not officially committed. I don't think you have to worry about that one. We'll come back here on the other side. Still much more to get into this afternoon. We got Zubin Mahente stopping by at 1 o'clock. John Arguello, we're going to talk Cubs with him coming your way at 1.40 this afternoon. We continue on 515-264-1700 with your phone calls. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. 
It's time mulch had its day in the sun. Like EarthGrow Colored Mulch at the Home Depot. Right now, five bags are just 10 bucks. It protects your plants from summer heat. It sets off your garden in beautiful shades of red, brown, or black. And it maintains its color for up to 12 months. That's a lot of days in the sun. Get a fresh take on spring with five bags of EarthGrow Colored Mulch. Just 10 bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through April 26. Lot supplies last U.S. only. Limit 60 per customer. This is Bill's yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill's greasy thumb is just as good as a green thumb. Because Scott's Weed Grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. So Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. This is a Scott's yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. 1700 KBGG is ready to let Frontier Airlines take you away with a trip a day in May. Go online to 1700kbgg.com and register for your chance to win a flight voucher from Frontier Airlines. Check out their website for fun destinations like New Orleans, San Diego, or Fort Lauderdale. It's a trip a day in May. Furnished by Frontier Airlines. Low fares done right. And the big talker. 1700 KBGG. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, putting a cap on our number one. Back with you here, Trent Condon, talking the world of sports. We'll take you up. Until 3 o'clock this afternoon, we got Zubin Mahente coming your way here in about 10 minutes from ESPN. We'll talk with Zubin. Uh, we'll see what we could get into with him today. 
a lot on sports. You always got to hit that up. Don't worry about that. But uh, also the ongoing saga at ESPN with the number of layoffs. Another big name uh, just came across a little bit ago. For you baseball fans, Jason Stark has been let go after 18 years with the company. It is just going to uh, keep continuing on here uh, throughout the day, and we'll keep you up to date on this long list of layoffs. Uh, Ryan Rossillo, Carl Ravitch, Hannah Storm, some of the other names in reduced roles going forward. That's from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, possibility John Buchegras. It's it's happening all over the place, happening all over the place. Jim Bowden, Eamon Brennan, a friend of the program here, Danny Cannell, Brett McMurphy, Dana O'Neill, just lots of names that you know, Jesse Temple and Austin Ward from the Big Ten blog. A lot of bloodletting today at ESPN, certainly a difficult time with that. Well, we'll come back on the other side. We'll uh, bring in Zubin to talk about some things before we get to the top of the hour break, though. So last night finished up uh, one of the conferences, NBA first-round series with the Rockets and the and the uh, Thunder. And, you know, that was one of the series I think everybody's excited to see. I'm so happy it's over. It was it was bad basketball. It really was. It, it was not entertaining. I don't like the way the Rockets play. Game in the system. I like shooting threes. I like firing up threes. But I've told you before, the way James Harden plays, it is so unwatchable. Jumping into guys. It's not basketball. Oh, look, he knows angles. So that's not knowing angles. It's jumping into guys and getting foul calls. I don't like watching the guy play. And then him against Russ. And Russ can be fun. The way things were going, not very much fun at all. And that Thunder team, without him, woof, woof, was that bad. NBA Game 5 tonight of the Eastern Conference first round with the Celtics and Bulls. Keep an eye on that one. And Rajon Rondo, going to try to play. How's that going to go? talk about that a little bit more later on when we got some time coming up Zubin Mahente ESPN he joins us as we roll through Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios we're back in a moment the big games play here Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports 1700 KBGG the weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single family home projects are completed in one day and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, 
and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Don't miss the annual outdoor power sale at Ace, our biggest outdoor power sale of the season. Save big on mowers, blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from the best brands like Craftsman and Toro, all under one roof. And as always, the help is free. Hurry into your local Ace now for huge savings during our biggest outdoor power sale of the year. Offers valid on select products through April 17th at participating stores. Includes instant savings offers for Ace Rewards members. See store for details. This is Charles Osgood. Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews, hiring is hard. But Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your jobs, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, easy works. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. This is Bill's yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill's greasy thumb is just as good as a green thumb. Because Scott's Weed Grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. So Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG has another sweet deal for you with Chicago Dog. They're a true Chicago deli with most of their sandwich makings shipped in from Chicago fresh. Check them out at 70th and Douglas in Urbandale or Southwest 9th in the Cityville Project and enjoy the original Chicago beef dog or the original Chicago Italian roast beef sandwich or the porker with spicy or mild Italian sausage topped with grinder meat and melted cheese. Get your half-price sweet deal certificates Friday at 9 a.m. at 1700kbgg.com. 1700 KBGG Des Moines, a cumulus station. Big news, big talk, and big sports. 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG Des Moines, a cumulus station. Big news, big talk, and big sports. Sports flag. I'm Brett Jackerman. Afternoon baseball today, and the Reds and Brewers currently tied at one in the bottom half. Of the first Joey Votto, his 